You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. I am super pumped about today's episode. We have Dr. Mark Costas, who will be joining us And we talk about a lot of different things from the perspective of growing your practice. And we also even talk a little bit about kind of the morning routine that he has that's, you know, helped him achieve uh, so much in his life. And I think that's super important too, because there's so many distractions out there. There's so much noise, you know, we're, we're getting hit from this way and that way and behind and front. And it's like, we, sometimes we just need to sit back and reflect on something super simple that can help produce results in our life. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in the episode. And as you know, Dr. Mark Costas is the founder of the Dental Success Institute, which is a program that helps dentists grow their practice from a number of different avenues. Uh, but he also is got an event coming up. It's an annual event, the Dental Success Summit, and that will be Thursday and Friday, March 28th and 29th, uh, 2019, so coming up here in a few months. And they do have early bird special tickets right now as of this recording, which is November 15th, 2018. So definitely go check them out at truedentalsuccess.com, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in this episode. Before we do, though, uh, I just want to give some props here. So I flew out to Philadelphia, and for those of you who don't know, I am in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's where I live, where my business is located. And uh, flew out to Philadelphia uh, last week, went to a Dental Nachos event with Paul Goodman. And uh, Bob Pick was uh, the speaker at this CE event. And they put on a really great CE. I mean, they... I, I can't put it into words how happy I was for going out there, meeting some young dentists, some older dentists who've been in the field for years, and just the way that that CE was produced and the organization and just how much fun it was. And you could tell that people were getting really passionate and credit Dr. Pick for doing a wonderful job at presenting. And hopefully we'll be able to have him on the podcast here soon. But, um, you know, when you're going out there and when you're looking for CEs, you know, and and Paul Goodman and and Mark Costas, I think, have a lot in common where they bring a, a breath of fresh air to the industry. They're energetic. They're friendly. They promote positive environments. And that's something that I think you should you know, certainly look at when you are trying to figure out what CEs you want to do for the year, what conferences you want to go to, is look at you know, uh, organizations like you know, the Dental Success Institute, look at uh, Dental Nachos and these types of groups because they do bring a lot of positive, positivity and they'll get you fired up. And I'm all fired up now, so I feel like I'm going to record like 100 podcast episodes in the next two weeks because there's so much that I want to talk about. Um, also, before we get into the interview with Dr. Mark Costas, uh, we uh, just want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, we've, we've been working with a bunch of new clients here lately and uh, just really excited the direction our business is going and and 
the results that we've been seeing with our clients has been amazing, especially coming up in the holiday season. It just makes you feel really good. Uh, makes you feel great. And so I'm really excited about that as well. So thank you everybody for supporting the podcast. Uh, if you're a client of mine, thank you for you know supporting us and, and we love working with everybody. So uh, without further ado though, let's get into the interview with Dr. Mark Costas. And if you're you know, listening to this in the car, you're, you know, you're going to want to make uh, some note, mental notes that to go back to if, if you're listening to this you know, at your home or at your desk. Be sure to take notes on this one because uh, this is packed with value. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, everybody. I am really excited for this episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry podcast. Uh, Dr. Mark Costas is on the show, and I've been following Dr. Costas' content for over the last year or so, and the uh, Dentalpreneur podcast. And if you aren't already subscribed, you got to go check that out. All the big players in the dental game are always on there. And never surprised me with as much content as you guys put out over there. It's like I'm putting out one podcast a week. I feel like you guys got one coming out every day over there. Yeah, every day, uh, Monday through Friday. Yeah, so you know he's killing it over there. So Dr. Mark Costas, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Hey, thanks so much, Shane. It's great to be here. I'm excited. So if you follow Dr. Costas' content at all, you know he's all over the place. He, he's got a bunch of different things going on in his life and different uh, events and coaching and between his own practice. So Dr. Costas, tell us, what are you working on right now coming down to the end of 2018? What are some things that, that you have that you are uh, got going down the pipeline? Well, first and foremost, I have three kids that play club sports. So that, that takes precedence over everything else. So that once, once those schedules are in place, everything else falls into place around those. So those guys are my non-negotiables. I have, I have a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 9-year-old. And uh, my 14-year-old plays varsity soccer as a freshman and club soccer. My 12-year-old plays club baseball. And then my, uh, my 9-year-old plays club soccer. So we literally are out of town every single weekend. Um, and during the week, uh, probably three times per week, I'm, I'm on the road, either speaking at conferences, speaking at different dental schools, or uh, coaching a client in their office. So I, I travel a lot, but uh, I, work, I work that all around uh, my, my family's schedule because they're first priority. That's but awesome. um, as, as, the, as the year closes out, I have eight dental practices. So we're working on closing up the years, trying to make uh, uh, the Q4 as strong as possible to, to finish the, the years off strong in our eight practices. And then we also have um, a bunch of events coming up in early 2019. We just hosted a large event um, at our Scottsdale facility. And then we have Voices of Dentistry coming up in uh, January 25th and 26th. And then our big dental success summit is, is uh, March 28th and 29th. And uh, those are all relatively, um, relatively well run by my team. So all I have to do is show up, but I just help promote and, uh, and create content for those, for those awesome shows. That's amazing, man. That's a hectic schedule. Sometimes I think my schedule's busy and I don't even have kids yet. So I can't even imagine respect to all you parents out there and who are also business owners. It's crazy. (laughs) Thanks man. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's the best job. It's the hardest job, but it's the best job. Yeah. One of the things that I, I always like to ask uh, fellow entrepreneurs is, you know, about their why. And listen, you, you have a busy schedule. You do a lot of things, but you, you must have a really strong why behind why you do what you do and, and all the time and dedication you put into it. Dr. Costas, what is your why? And really, how did you, how did you start in this whole entrepreneurship, you know, dentistry uh, game of life? 
Yeah, so uh, the, the short story is that uh, I was a kid that uh, had attention problems, learning disabilities. Um, but uh, when I was a junior in high school, I had a collision with a fence in left field when I was playing in my very first varsity baseball game. I knocked out all of my front teeth and broke my jaw and spent the, the next 16 months getting my, my face reconstructed. So I was in and out of the offices of pretty much every dental specialty that you could think of, endo, uh, pros, perio, ortho, general dentistry. So I got to know the, the profession really well. And at that point, I decided those people inspired me. What they were able to do with my face, no scars, restored my smile. Um, that's, I decided that's what I wanted to do. So uh, when I finally finished undergrad, I was a collegiate athlete, but when I finally finished undergrad, um, I had the same problem. I was an average student just because of my learning disability and I had difficulty with uh, taking uh, standardized tests and comprehending you know, the written word. I'm much better when somebody's reading to me than, than if I have to read it off a page. So it was difficult for me to get into dental school. Uh, it took me three years and 21 attempts to get into dental school. While I was waiting to get into dental school, um, I bought my first business and I got accepted to the executive MBA program at the University of San Diego. So during the day, I was driving a catering truck, which is the business that I purchased. And then at night, I was getting my executive MBA. Um, so I got a taste of entrepreneurship and uh, uh, I always knew that once I finally got into dental school, I wasn't just going to be a single practice owner. I, I didn't visualize myself as, as somebody that had the attention span that was going to be able to focus on one practice for 40 years. Um, I, no disrespect to anybody that does that. I, I have huge respect for people that are able to grow one great, solid, successful practice and maintain that over 40 years. But I just didn't, that, that's just not in my DNA. So when I got out, I knew that I was going to be a multiple practice owner. Um, I bought uh, or bought or started from scratch six practices in my first seven years of dental practice. And uh, I was working crazy hours, 80 hour weeks, sometimes 100 hour weeks. I was always away from home. Uh, I wasn't watching my kids grow up. My, my personal relationships were suffering. My relationships with my my coworkers, my employees was suffering. So I decided that I wanted to, to start from scratch. So I sold four of my six dental practices and I rebooted. Um, and I redefined what you just asked, my why. Why am I doing all this? Ultimately, I came up with the answer and that was I'm doing this for relationships, for a legacy, to make the world a better place, to provide great dentistry, to, to um, to restore smiles, just, just to, to make the world a better place. But first and foremost, I had to make sure that my personal relationships were solid and that I was being a good husband, a good father, a good son, um, a good boss. Uh, so part of my recalibration after that first seven years and selling the first four practices was to recalibrate and uh, focus mostly on my personal relationships and everything else would fall into place if I took care of that first priority. Since then, uh, that was seven practices. I've owned uh, seven more practices since then. I, we peaked out at about 14 practices. I'm down to about eight practices now. So um, uh, now I don't follow the, the, the money as much as I used to. I, I focus on um, you know, uh, what's more important in my life, my, my other priorities outside of business. And it's funny, the happier that I am and more fulfilled that I am in areas outside of business, the more the businesses actually thrive. So, uh, so that, that was my lesson and that's, that's why I do everything that I do.
it proves that you need to have all areas of your life kind of an alignment to ensure that you are really getting the most out of all aspects of your life. Because if one thing, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, but it's an excellent yeah. book. But he talks about that in that book. It's like if one thing can get so out of line from kind of the overall, you know, circle, the triangle, whatever shape they, they talk about, it, it can really throw off your game in all areas of your life. So it sounds like you really had to recalibrate, get that back together. And now you're seeing, you know, probably more success than, than you've ever seen before now that all those are in alignment. Yeah, it's so true. So if you draw like an X on a piece of paper, uh, what we talk about all the time on my podcast and with my private clients is we talk about the four futures. And I came up with this with one of my co-coaches, uh, Alistair McDonald. He's, he's actually my personal performance coach, but he also coaches um, on behalf of me at the Dental Success Institute. We came up with this concept called the four futures. And there are four M's. The first one is mind. The next one is meaning. The next one is movement. And then the last one intentionally is money. So if you develop a mindfulness practice, if you take the time to practice gratitude every single day, to quiet the mind, to do a little bit of guided meditation, that's a very, very important aspect of being a well-rounded person. Now, if you're going around the circle, next would be meaning. That to me is legacy. That to me is making the world a better place. What's your greater purpose for being here? What are your relationships like? Are you cultivating those relationships? Are they, are they coming in first priority? Okay. So once you get mind figured out and then meaning figured out, then you go to movement or I call it muscle. So that is longevity. What is your vibrancy? What fuel are you putting into your body? Are you getting enough rest? Are you getting enough exercise? Are you positioning yourself to live the longest, most vibrant and energetic life possible? You're, you're, we're talking about your physical vessel here. And once you check off all of those boxes and every, all of those things are working in sync, then you can focus on money, and that actually comes pretty easily after you check off all those other boxes. You live a much more fulfilled life, and uh, it's so much so important to make sure that none of those four quadrants are are out of whack. Because if you think about back to my story, when uh, when my money quadrant was off the charts, you know, I was a seven-figure earner. I had seven figures in the bank. Things had never been better for us financially all the other three quadrants were off the charts low. You know, at a, a, a scale of one to 10, I was probably a three in the others, while money was a 10. You know, and you see that a lot in our society, right? People that have fame and riches, but they end up taking their own lives or they end up depressed or um, uh, abusing prescription drugs or illegal drugs or alcohol. And that's because when they have mastered one quadrant, the other quadrants are, are out of sync. So. I really, really believe that balance is super important. But if you have a tangible, like something like the four futures to look at and say, I'm a 10 out of 10 here, I'm a four out of 10 here, I'm a six out of 10 here, then it's easy to prioritize. That's really, really interesting. And I'm gonna have to start focusing on that more myself. I know because that's one of the things that like I've always found in my own personal journey is the more I start working in the business and trying to help out the team and all these clients, then all of a sudden I realized I haven't been to the gym in two weeks and yeah. I started feeling weaker. I start feeling more tired. And then again, it comes down to your four futures, mind, meaning, movement, money. I really like that. And that kind of leads me into my next question, which is this, what you just told me, the four futures, it's almost like a personal system for your, your person, you know, the inside all the way to the out to the externally to the business. Um, I know systems, you have to have a system 
in place if you're wanting to succeed, especially long-term. And I know that's something, Dr. Costas, that you teach uh, a lot of your students. So tell us a little bit about when you're wanting to really scale your practice and even scale your life at this point, what are two or three things that you need to have in place kind of as those foundations to scaling your, your life, your practice? What are some of those things that you need? Yeah, great question. Um, as far as systemizing my life, I'll start with that first outside of business, just, just really quickly. Um, I once read this book and I was practicing a morning ritual before I read this book, but um, I interviewed uh, a gentleman named Hal Elrod and he has a book called The Miracle Morning. And it's all about the entire book is about creating a morning ritual, right? So if we're, if we're back to our four futures again, I wait, I'm an early riser. I wake up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock every single morning, usually 4.30 without an alarm clock, no matter what time I go to bed. It's just automatic. I, I kick into my morning ritual immediately, right? I, I drink a 16-ounce glass of water. Then I go to this one particular chair in my study, and I do a little bit of guided meditation. I put my earbuds in. I put on the Calm app, and I have a 10-minute guided meditation. Okay. So within the first 10 minutes of me, me being awake, I've rehydrated my, my depleted, uh, my, my depleted vessel and I've gone into my, uh, gone, gone into my mindfulness routine. Okay. Directly after that, I'll go down to my, my gym and then I, I have a really super intense workout. So I've checked off movement. Um, and then as far as meaning goes, uh, I'll make sure that I, I plan out for the day. Who am I going to contact? How am I going to, uh, how am I going to, cultivate relationships. What can I do for my mind to make my, uh, to, to, to create a more calm space so that I will encounter the world um, in a kinder, uh, more meaningful way. Uh, so when I leave the house, I've checked off all four of my four futures. So you I'm going to leave the house at what time? I mean, that's probably earlier than most people get up. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm usually to the office here by seven. Yeah. So I'm leaving the house at quarter to seven and I've, I've, I've checked off all of my, my boxes for the four futures. Okay. So that's, that's my morning routine. And I do that every single day, whether I'm in a hotel room or on vacation or at my house. Okay. I, I just, it's just something that I don't feel right unless I'm, I'm incorporating that into every single day of my life. Okay. Now, when it comes to the business and systemization of the business and your, your question was how to scale a business. That's a great question. And I have lots of clients. We have clients, we have 140 clients from all around the country and in, in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and uh, Canada. So when I'm working with a client, we have clients anywhere from a, a single practice owner that's trying to get to $500,000 to multiple practice owners that are going to eclipse $15 million this year, right? But the question always arises, when is it time for me to scale or am I ready to scale? I'll get that question for people that have one practice, three or five or 10. To me, I, I fall back on this flag, flagship principle. Okay, Michael Gerber would call it the franchise prototype. But in my world, I call it the flagship model. In fact, my group is called Flagship Dental Group. And what that means is I take one practice and it's usually your first one. It doesn't have to be, but it's usually your first one. It's the one at which you will model all the rest of your practices, right? So you're going to want to have an operations manual. You're going to want to have a, a meeting agenda. You're going to want to have um, a systematic approach to how you do everything in the practice, how you answer the telephone, how you sterilize uh, the instruments, how you break down a room, um, how you transition from, from one department to the other. All of that has to be perfect and your overhead has to hit a certain threshold for us 
we call it phase three, and that threshold is below 50% um, in overhead, excluding the doctor's salary, right? So once you get to overhead that's totally under control, you understand the basics of business and how to run a successful business, you understand um, how to read a P&L and a balance sheet and, um, and an income statement, um, your business is systemized to, to the point where you can score a certain score on what we call our, uh, our manifesto assessment score. Um, so you're looking at overhead, systemization, um, and cash flow and overhead control, right? Once you have all of those figured out, once they, uh, all those check marks, uh, those boxes are checked off, then, and only then, is it time to start looking for access to capital. And then once you get access to capital, you're looking for the next practice, the next opportunity, the next perfect demographic area to do a startup, whatever it happens to be. But only after your flagship is totally systemized and you know the basics of business and uh, you're cash flowing well. Yeah. And so I'm sure you've seen it where people have tried to, tried to scale too soon, where they shouldn't be trying to scale at this moment because they don't have the proper infrastructure in place. At what advice or have you, have you seen a story in particular where that has happened and what is kind of your warning to those people out there who are more of the, well, we'll just kind of figure it out as we go along because as entrepreneurs, sometimes we have that tendency. How do you avoid falling into that trap? Yeah, I mean, I don't have to look far to find a story. I've done it myself, right? Um, as entrepreneurs, you know, we're either visionaries or we're integrators. I forget what, which book that is from. I think it's Gino Wickman. But um, we're, either, we're either the visionary, the high-level thinker, that's the starter. You know, that is me. I want to go start something and get it rolling and then be able to, to systemize it enough to step away. And then I want to go start something else. Because to me, management is not sexy which is why I could never see myself building a perfect practice and staying there for 40 years because that would scratch my entrepreneurial itch, right? So whenever I see somebody wanting to do that, I just, I just caution them. Can you replicate your flagship model over and over and over again? Or have you, have you gotten your flagship model to be perfect? Or are you moving on to the next because you're too impatient to fix the one that needs to be fixing before you, before you, you duplicate it again and again and again. It's a pretty simple test, right? Is your flagship perfect according to these three parameters? How is it cash flowing? Are you completely systemized? What's your overhead? That's all you have to ask. And until you can check those three things off, you're probably not ready to, to duplicate this thing. Let's say that we have a practice, uh, Dr. Costas, that is you know, cash flowing well, but the main issue becomes the the doctor who has been working in the practice for so long, he or she is struggling to put themselves in the position where they can work more on the business than within it. Are there a couple of things that they can do? I mean, obviously, this is one of the things I'm sure that you're coaching them you know, about and how you can kind of step away from that. But what are a couple of things that they need to look at or what could they do to kind of let go of the reins, so to speak, and uh, make sure that they can actually step out of it? Because that's, I think, one of the hardest things to do. Oh, it's difficult. It's really, really hard. And, and we go back to our friend, Michael Gerber. He talks often about working on your business rather than in your business, to be the, um, the entrepreneur rather than, uh, uh, and the owner of the business rather than the actual technician, right? Um, so it, it's a great question. And 
uh, I always fall back to this exercise that was taught to me by one of my mentors, and it's it's this time journaling exercise, right? And it, the, the the whole crux of this is that you want to, to delegate and automate as much as uh, as much of the tasks that you're personally doing as possible, right? So, in my world, you would take uh, this what we call a time journal. Um, it would go from say four o'clock in the morning till midnight, whatever your waking hours are. Okay, there'd be some sort of a grid that said four o'clock all the way and, and every single hour would have a line by it all the way till 12 o'clock at night right so from the time that you wake up until the time that you go to sleep you're simply going to write down everything that you do from hour to hour okay it's a tedious process you're going to want to do it for three to five days and um, at the end of it you're going to be done you're going to have five sheets of paper there's exactly everything that i did from the time that i woke up till the time i went to sleep at night okay then you're going to take two highlighters one's yellow and one's blue the yellow highlighter, you're going to highlight all tasks that you could delegate out for a certain amount of money. In my case, I started off all tasks that I could delegate out for under $100, I highlighted in yellow. Okay. The blue highlighter, you highlight everything else. Okay. The blue highlighter is your high value activities. The yellow highlighter is your low value activities. Okay. Your task is to eliminate as much yellow as possible and convert it to blue, okay? So you will find that once you eliminate a bunch of yellow, you can compact your blue into a shorter period of time. So that blue becomes a shorter period of time. You have open space where the yellow used to be, and that is where you work on the business. And that space that used to be yellow now gets turned into blue because you cannot delegate the higher visionary tasks of your business. Strategizing where you're gonna go next. Strategizing how many more practices and what amount of time you want next. Strategizing who to bring on for your C-suite and when to hire them and, what, and at what threshold you, you bring them on. Those are things that, that become yellow time and you're converting it to blue time by, by getting it off your plate by either eliminating it, automating it, or delegating it. For those that are familiar with Lean Six Sigma, it's almost like thinking lean with your time management. It's essentially what you're doing is eliminating low value tasks that are really at the end of the day, they're, they're costing you, it sounds like, you know, many times more than what we may think. So I think that's a great exercise to start journaling the, your, where your time's going and how you can um, eliminate, delegate some tasks so you can focus on those high value tasks. That's really, that's really good, uh, Dr. Costas. Well, tell me a little bit about, I'm, I'm really intrigued about the Dental Success Network, and I know that you have an event coming up, and I definitely want you to share that information, but with the Dental Success Network, what are some of the things that you all are doing? I know certainly some of the things that we've talked about here today, but if somebody's wanting to really take the next step in the practice, or they don't feel as though they know exactly what they're doing, because let's be honest, um, dental school, a great for clinicians and, and clinically teaching from a business side of things, um, it's difficult. So tell us about the Dental Success Network and how that's kind of come to be and some of the things that you all do. Yeah, great question. So um, just to clarify, there are two different organizations that, that I am affiliated with. Dental Success Institute, that's DSI. That's my coaching and mastermind group. We have about 140 uh, clients all over the country. And that's, that's my coaching group. That's, that's where I spend probably uh, 80% of my time. Um, and then the other 20% of my time is spent with Dental Success Network and 
uh, the practices because I have a great regional manager, great office managers. I'm to the point where I check in with them. Uh, we spend retreat time together, but on a, on a daily to day basis, the vast majority of my time is spent with my clients and uh, with DSI. So DSI is a great organization where we meet our clients. What makes us different than other coaching and consulting groups is that we lean on community quite a bit, right? So there's, there's lots of consulting groups that are great that uh, you pay a certain amount of money and they assign you uh, a coach. The coach goes into your office. They give you some homework. They, they, um, they're a fly on the wall and they listen to how you're communicating. They watch how you're uh, delivering treatment plans. They look at your systemization and they work on those things. They give you some homework. Three months later, they come back, they check on you. Uh, they do a follow-up visit and they give you some more homework and, and uh, they check to see if you've done what you did last time. And then they do that throughout the year. Okay. That's the traditional consulting model. And it's great. And in between they'll, they'll do phone calls and Skype calls and it's great. Um, that's not how we operate. We're slightly different. Uh, we also have the, 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 the monthly coaching calls, the Skype calls, all that stuff like a traditional consultancy. Uh, we also have people that go into your office and do exactly what the traditional consultants do. But what separates us is that we get together as a community quarterly. So our, our group of people will come into our training facility or a hotel across the country somewhere, and we will hot seat. And the hot seat basically is each individual uh, member gets up and says, here are my three biggest challenges. Here are my three biggest wins. Here's what I need help with. And the collective intelligence of all of the clients in the room and the six or seven black, what I call black belt coaches work on those problems all at one time. So you get the advantage of a thousand years of dental experience in the room versus just one consultant sitting with you. And in addition to that, you get all of that wisdom, but you also get this accountability piece and this community piece. You want to do better for the sake of the group because you don't want to disappoint your accountability partners. And you want to, you want to, to look good in front of your accountability partners too. There's, there's a level of, of, um, of, uh, I guess, uh, accountability, I guess, for a better word, I, I've used it already, but uh, competition, I guess we could say, um, competitive, uh, the competitive, competitive juices kick in. And um, so we really lean on that, that uh, community-based approach. So we're together a lot. We go on fun trips together. We go surfing every once in a while. We go on Grand Canyon trips. But more than anything, we, we have formed this pretty awesome community. Every time we get together, it feels like a family reunion. Um, so that is the Dental Success Institute. The Dental Success Network was born, in, uh, was born in March of 2018, depending on when you're listening to that. That's not that long ago. Um, with the help of my co-founders, in fact, this was the brainchild of a really smart guy named Dr. Tim McNamara, um, and uh, co-founders with me, Dr. Dave Maloli, who also has a podcast, uh, Dr. Dave Bender, uh, Michael Lomaton, Ashley Evans, and then myself, um, I'm sure that I'm, I'm forgetting somebody right now, but uh, forgive me if I'm forgetting uh, one of the co-founders. But we founded this thing with the idea that if we created a large dental community that, that could get together virtually, right, that was void of all negativity. So if you go to any Facebook group right now, there's a lot of cynicism. There's a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of negativity, <laughs> a lot of ego, a lot of one-upsmanship. So we thought if we could have a community that was free of that and strictly uh, moderated to eliminate all people that tended to go that direction, and we could, we could get a really, really big, hearty, 
positive faculty moderating each of these rooms. So we'll have an implant room, practice management room, we'll have a perio room, we'll have an oral surgery room, we have a sedation room, we have a pedo room, we have a facial aesthetics room, we have a, a Botox room, we have an endo, what I, we have faculty for everything. They each have their own room and they moderate that room and make sure that it is educational, supportive, and free of cynicism and negativity, right? So that's first layer of Dental Success Network. Second layer, we have two live teaching facilities, one in Indianapolis, one in Scottsdale. So that, that same group of faculty does live continuing education events for the members of Dental Success Network at a steep discount compared to what you would pay if you were just going to a regular CE event. So state-of-the-art um, facilities with continuing education and some of the greatest faculty in the world. And then the third element is we have a stable of preferred vendors that will deliver the most cost-effective prices on all products, services, and equipment that you would possibly need to run a dental practice. So it's a three-tiered approach. We have about 700 doctors that, uh, that are members of the Dental Success Network. It is less than $200 a month, um, and your ROI typically is 20 to 40 times what you pay in a year, depending on how much you use uh, some of the benefits. Um, but between CE and um, the cost savings from our preferred vendors, you can easily uh, see a really significant ROI. So that's the Dental Success Network. Um, all you have to do is go to dentalsuccessnetwork.com, take a test drive, you get a free month, and uh, give, it, give, it, give it a try. Um, so those are the two big organizations that I'm part of, um, and then the practices as well. That's awesome. I, I will definitely put a, everybody listening, I'll put a link um, in this podcast so that you can go and check that out. And of course, uh, I've got to talk about the Dental Success Summit that is coming up. I've seen some video on YouTube, um, some of the promos for it. And I'm thinking, this is, this is what I visioned when I first saw this. And if you guys uh, haven't checked this out yet, you got to type in Dental Success Summit on YouTube. I was like, this is like a Tony Robbins version of a dental CE event. It was awesome. It looks really cool. Tell us about that and the upcoming one and how people uh, can get involved with that. Well, I'm flattered because Tony Robbins is one of my mentors. Uh, I actually sit on the board of ambassadors for one of his companies. Um, there is a little Tony Robbins uh, surprise coming uh, at the summit. Not him in person. Not him in person, not him in person. I was going to say, but look, Dr. Costas, I always keep this, yeah, this is right by my side all the time. I study this guy like crazy. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. One of the few perks of being, of sitting on his board of ambassadors for America's Best War on K is that I can go to, go to whatever event I want to. I could sit in the front row and rub elbows with people much more important than me. So uh, I was just at his most recent business mastery event, sat in the first row, got to, got to hang out with his son, Josh. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a whole lot of fun. But, um, but thank you for uh, equating that to a Tony Robbins event. There, there is, it is a high energy event, um, but uh, what it is not is a bunch of fluff, which, um, which is what a lot of us have been, uh, become accustomed to in some of these private CE events. This is not a pitch fest. We're not selling anything. All we want to do is deliver as much value as possible. So last year we had about 550 people there at the uh, – at the JW Marriott in Scottsdale. Um, it was an incredible event. We have a live band. We have cocktail hour. We have some of the best speakers in dentistry that'll be there. And I will personally be walking everybody through, um, you know, our curriculum. I'm going to tell you how to decrease your overhead. I'll teach you exactly how to put an operations manual together. I'll, I'll talk with some of my experts about how to improve the culture, how to increase case acceptance, 
how to, how to get better at answering the telephone, how to be better with your transitions in the dental practice, what we call the, uh, the transfers of trust. Um, lots and lots of content, 16 hours of CE over two days, but you will not be bored. I promise you that. Yeah. And tell us, uh, Dr. Costas, uh, if somebody's interested in learning more about that, uh, where can they go? And we'll plug a link too, but tell us uh, where they can go to uh, learn more and uh, sign up for that. Sure. So it's early November right now. We are still under the early bird registration discount, which is 60% off the normal, uh, the normal cost. And uh, I think that's about $397, I think, is, is what the, the cost is right now. All you have to do is go to dentalsuccesssummit.com. That's dentalsuccesssummit.com. And uh, you will automatically, if you do this before December 1st, will fall into the early bird pricing. And uh, you guys, I mean, seriously, and this is the truth. Uh, this, is not, um, uh, this is not hyperbole, as Tony would say. Um, this is uh, a very, very high value event. And we purposely um, price it that low because we want to get as many people and, and um, make the biggest mark on dentistry as we could possibly make. Uh, we don't make a ton of money on the event. You guys go to lots of other events and they start at fourteen, sixteen hundred bucks for a ticket. Uh, we purposely put this so that it's affordable for people that are just starting out in dentistry, all the way up to people that are are super successful that are twenty five years into this thing with five practices. So no matter who you are and at what stage of the game you're in, you will find value in this event, and and you don't have to pay a ton of money to get there. I love that. I do. That's great. Well, Dr. Costas, as we wrap up this, this interview here, I always like to have our inner, the person we're interviewing kind of leave some last thoughts for our listeners out there. And to give you an idea, you know, we have listeners who've been in practice for 20 plus years to, you know, startups to dental students. What is like one thing that you would just tell them or one piece of advice that you would want to leave them with here today uh, as they continue this journey into whatever it is they may be doing? Yeah, I think uh, the universal message that I could leave to anybody, and this is not somebody that's casting stones from, from an ivory tower. Uh, the only reason I'm qualified to talk to anybody uh, is because I've made more bad decisions and more mistakes in my business and personal life than anybody else. So in, in the number of years that I've been here, I've made just about every mistake you can make in relationships and in business. So I will tell you this, if you have a simple um, uh, auditing system for yourself, for us, we found the easiest way to do that is with the four futures, mind, meaning, movement, and then finally money. If you focus on all four quadrants of your life simultaneously, and you uh, are honest with yourself and you can do a true audit on how you're doing in each of those, those four quadrants, if any of them gets out of whack, that is your first priority. And if that means that you never get around to money until you get the other three um, back in line and that takes 12 months, then don't focus on money until you get the other three um, in line. If the other three are already perfect, then charge hard and get to your financial goals um, as long as you stay within your non-negotiables and you keep your priorities in line. But um, I will tell you that there has to be some sort of auditing check-in system to make sure that you're hitting all the most important priorities in life. Excellent. Dr. Costas, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. This has been value-driven material. I'm super excited to share this with everybody. And uh, lastly, you know, how can people find you if they're wanting to uh, connect or reach out? Yeah, the best way, guys. I love this. Um, we have a friendly Facebook forum called uh, the Dental Success Institute. Uh, we tolerate zero negativity and cynicism and uh, meanness. 
So hit me up on the Dental Success Institute Facebook page. You can call, also find me on Dental Success Institute Instagram. Um, and uh, also at info at truedentalsuccess.com. That's a direct line to me. If you have any personal questions or any questions about um, uh, our mastermind group or any of our live events, uh, please email me directly. That'd be great. Dr. Mark Casas, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks again, Shane.